Hey, what's up, everybody? Here comes the solo. Po- <laughs> Here comes the solo podcast. I think it's a good one, short and sweet. Here we go, baby. All right, baby. Here comes the podcast. Thanks for coming, man. I love this. Thanks for thanks for listening. This is super cool that you decided to listen to this podcast because there's so many other things that you could be doing. And so I very much appreciate that you're listening right now. Here's the thing that I think I'm going to do. I think I'm going to make sure that my solo episodes are 30 minutes are just around 30 minutes. I think I'm going to keep them to that. The the guest podcast episodes, I'll just let uh I'll let those run for however long, but I'm thinking of of keeping the solos down to 30 minutes. And if you have a strong opinion about that, let me know. I'd love to hear what you think. Uh just to keep those nice, short and sweet, compressed kind of just updates of me and I can kind of I could just focus on really the cool stuff, and I won't, and so I don't know, um, I think, I think that's what I'm going to try to do, so if you have an opinion about that, I'd love to hear what you think, but if you don't have an opinion of that, it doesn't matter, guys, because I'm just going to do them, and uh, we'll see how it goes, much love everybody, I'm glad you're here, so I was playing hide and go seek the other day, and the room that I was playing this hide and go seek in, it didn't didn't have a lot of good hiding spaces, and so you had to be really creative. And I was playing with my neighbor's kids, and it was after we had dinner together. And but dinner, it was just me and the kids. It was just me, Kafang, uh, and Namsai, and that was it. And it was super cool because like the parents had to go do something, and so they came to my door. They were like, "John, come eat dinner with Kafang and Namsai." This isn't the first time this has happened before. Uh, but it's cool when it's just us three hanging out because there's not really any rules and I just let them do whatever they want. Uh, and we just hang out and have a good time. And so we ate dinner and then we played Uno and I freaking killed it at Uno. This time we played three rounds and we played four rounds and I won two of them. I don't, I show no mercy in that game. I, and I even do things specifically to win. Not even that I let them win. I definitely don't do that. I make conscious decisions so that I win. Um, and so if Numsai is next to me and she's about to play a certain card, I'll be like, no, 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 don't play that card. And then she'll be like, okay. And she'll play a different card. And then when their hand gets to me, I win. Uh, is that a good thing to do? I don't know, but I do it. And but the thing is, I don't win a lot. And so like usually Numsai or Kalfang, they win a lot. I don't win that much. So I have to do what I gotta do to win. Um so we played Uno and then we played hide and go seek. And we're playing hide and go seek, not a lot of hiding spaces. Like legitimately none, because it's just an open floor plan and you can't really go anywhere. Especially as somebody who's an average height American man. Uh, there's not many places to hide. So I go, I see a f- refrigerator. And I go behind the refrigerator. 
where I put half of my body behind this refrigerator. And then Namsai comes looking for us. And as she says, as she stops counting, I feel something on my foot. And, but I, I dismiss it at first. I was like, oh, that's nothing. And then, and this all happened with a matter of seconds, moments, matter of moments, less than a few seconds. And I, I feel it at first. I'm like, oh, that's nothing. And then I keep feeling it. And it was a, ma- a massive spider, I assume, or a huge cockroach. I don't think it was a cockroach because I felt many legs on me. And so you know when you see a spider normally, or if there's a spider on you, you can't feel the weight of the spider because they're just so light and you don't even feel them. And you're like, oh my gosh, there's a little tiny spider on me. And then you just brush it off. I've never felt the weight of a spider before until this moment. And I put my, my half of my body is behind the refrigerator. And I feel this, these eight legs on my foot and my shin. And I'm like, oh, it's nothing. And I continue to feel it there. And I freak out. I do this crazy kick. And I feel it. I feel the weight of this spider on my leg. And then I feel it leave me. It felt like I felt something jump off my body. That's how big this spider was. And that's just that's just what the deal is here. We deal with, you just deal with spiders that are on a different level. Because you should not be able to feel the weight of a spider on your body. Oh, I, I, oh, it's just skeeving me out thinking about it that I knew I had something that large on me and it was a spider. Because oh. spiders are scary, man. And spiders are no joke in this country. And because, you know, I had to finagle the fridge a little bit to, to, to make some more space and I was pumped. I was like, this is a dope hiding spot. And I feel this beast of a creature on me. Oh, man. Bugging out. And the kids were bugging out, too, because they saw me freaking out. I was like, wah! And they were like, teacher, teacher, what? And I was like, the spider. And they were like, big? And I was like, I think so. And and then they were like, and I was like, and then we we kept playing hide and seek. Uh, but I can, I can still, like, I can still feel it on my leg. Oh, it was just such a skeevy feeling. And of course, I'm, maybe I'm not overreacting, but I'm reacting strongly. Because I had a, uh, I don't even like talking about it, dude. Because it was on me, and I felt it, and I just, oh, your life flashes before your eyes. Because I think, what if that spider bit me? Because there's mad poisonous spiders here. The good thing it didn't bite me or crawl up my body. The the thing that I get scared about is like, what if it crawls up my body and then like climbs up my butthole and like lays eggs in me and then spiders eat me from the inside out? That's that's the the end of my fear. That's where it all goes to. Um, and it's terrifying for me, getting spiders crawling up your butthole. And eating you alive from the inside out. That's what she's got to deal with here in Thailand. 
that's the realities that we live with. Um, but then, but it was very sweet and it was a very enjoyable time to be able to hang out with Kafani and Upsai and just hang out in the way that we do, spend time together, have good fun. It's awesome. I really enjoy it. Um, those are the highlights of my weekend going and hanging out, playing Uno, having fun, going and getting ice cream. It's the best. It's super sweet, super wholesome, good fun. Uh, and then when I'm in Ubon while I'm here, I don't drink, I don't go out. Um, cause it's, it's a really small place and well, one, I don't, wouldn't really have many options, <laughs> uh, or really have too many ways of getting, going out. Uh, but I, so though those are some reasons, but then also another reason of why I don't is because, uh, it's such a small place and I, I wouldn't want to get, I would hate to get a bad reputation here, especially with some of my students' parents, if they saw me going out or just even if I wasn't being drunk or being stupid, people might assume the wrong things and just the culture here is a little bit different and so I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't want to put myself in a compromising situation with, amongst the, the parents of my students or my coworkers, especially because I wouldn't really be able to communicate to them anything and so I don't drink I don't go out here and so plain Uno it's the highlight and this podcast honestly is the highlight of the things that I do and uh but here's some things that happen that I think you might think are interesting so you know how you know how sometimes when you're driving around in the summer and you see either landscapers or construction workers or people working outside and you just look at them, and maybe sometimes they're riding on the back of a truck or something like that, um, and you look at them, and they, it's so hot, and you, and you look at them, and you're like, dang, I'm so glad I'm not that guy, because that's what I think. When I'm driving around in an air-conditioned car, and I see people working outside, and they're just sweating and exhausted, all day roofing in July. Jeez Louise. I'm happy I'm not that guy. But I had to be that guy uh, like probably like a couple weeks ago. And because we had this whole huge big event that we had to set up for for a couple days. And of course, I only had to do it for a couple days. Not a big deal. But I had the experience of what that's like. And that's, what, that's what's kind of cool about being here. I have, I've been given opportunities to taste so many different aspects of life and of course I don't understand them completely I don't say that I've lived in other people's shoes I do not understand what it's like completely to live in a different way but I can say with confidence that I have tasted it and I've been made aware of it do I completely understand it no do I know what it's like to live in a different way every single day? No. Um, but I've had tastes of a lot of different ways of being. Either when I'm traveling and I'm meeting all these new people from different nationalities, I get to see what they're like, see how they live their lives, see what they do on a daily basis, how they look at decisions, how just how they plan their days, how they look at different situations. Um, I get little tastes, micro kind of experiences with all these different ways of life, and it's really cool. 
and it's it broadens my horizons a lot, and it's something that I'm extremely grateful for, and I I owe a lot of who I am to those experiences, and one of those experiences are were from when I was like working outside for those couple days, I had a taste of what it's like to work as and work as an immigrant in the United States who is working with people and he doesn't know how to speak the same language. And I do that every day, but while I'm here I, at school, I don't have to work directly with anybody else. I have my schedule, I do what I have to do, and that's it. I don't have to coordinate with anybody, I don't have to work in a team with anybody, I don't have to do anything, I just go to my class, I teach by myself, do my thing. All I have to do is interact with my kids, and that's it. Um, but for these two days, I had to work with other people, setting up things, and it was just pretty easy manual work of just moving chairs, setting up tables, setting up these really big tents, setting up a stage. Um, and so it's simple tasks, but you have to work together as a team. And for me, it was it was it was one of the most frustrating experiences I've ever had in my entire life on a couple different levels because so I now I I say this a lot but I legitimately cannot speak to almost anybody here who works at the school almost all of the employees who are at the school do not speak English and not even they don't even speak a little bit of English um and again it's my fault I'm in this country I should speak Thai, but I don't. Um, and so, and especially the people who I was working with these couple of days, I was working with some people who do not uh, work for the school. They, I don't know where, I don't know who they were. I don't know why they were helping, but they were. And so I was working with a lot of people who I didn't know. And it was incredibly frustrating to, and so, all right. Let me backtrack for a little bit. So this whole time that we were setting up for things, I had no idea what we were setting up for. I had no idea what the end goal was. I had no idea why we were setting up. I had no idea what activity we were doing or like what, like the reason we were setting up. I have no idea what we were setting up for, what the end goal was supposed to be like. I know none of that. All I know is, okay, gotta help. And that's it. So I don't know where anything's supposed to go. I don't have any idea of what the end goal is supposed to look like. And so when I'm helping out, just either moving chairs or moving tables, setting up the tents, the stage, I have no idea what we're setting up for. I have no idea what, what things are supposed to look like. And so it made it really difficult to be proactive. And I pride myself on being... Uh, acting proactive, being proactive in the workplace. And because I can think ahead, I take initiative, I can go and just see where somebody needs help and just jump in. But it was incredibly difficult to do that because I had no idea what the final goal was supposed to be. Supposed to be. I had no idea what tasks we were doing. Um, and nobody could explain it to me. And so it gave me a taste of what it's like to, I imagine myself as an immigrant in the United States, uh, especially in New York. We have lots of 
immigrants who work manual labor who are from Spanish-speaking countries. And they work with either sometimes other Spanish speakers or they work with totally English-speaking crews. And so that's, that's the experience that I related it to. And it, it's, it was one of the worst things I've ever done in my life. Not because it was hard work, but just because you feel so worthless when you can't help out where you can't figure out how to do your job well and nobody's there to tell you how to do it better. Um, and so, and the thing that made it like the, the icing on top is when, because I, was, I wasn't, this wasn't between people who I work with every day. I was working with people who I didn't know. And it's a, it was the worst thing in the world to be trying my best, to be trying my best to help out as best as possible when I know nothing. And I'm trying. I'm trying my best. And then when a Thai person would tell me to do something, I, I wouldn't understand what they were saying. And then instead of trying to explain it in a different way, either act it out or even just point um, and just try to use body language or any like hand motions, instead of doing that, they get frustrated with me or they just raise their voice and they'll, uh, and so that was one of the most terrible feelings in the world to, for me, to be trying my best and then to have some person who I've never met before get mad at me for not being able to understand them and get frustrated. And then, of course, I don't understand what they're saying, but you know when somebody's talking smack or when somebody's saying something about you. And so it's the, it was the worst thing in the world to be trying my best and then have people talk smack about you right in front of you because you don't speak the language. When you're trying your best, and instead of trying for them, trying to explain it, either speaking more slowly or using hand signals, body language, pointing, all these different things that somebody could do to, to try a little bit harder, instead of doing that and just getting pissed, is so terrible. And you feel worthless. I know that I'm not worthless and I know that I'm doing good things here. Don't get me wrong. Like, don't hear me when I say that. I know I'm having a positive impact here. But it's really difficult, especially in situations like that, to not feel incredibly worthless. And so it gave me a new, and I've always had a sensitivity towards immigrants in the United States. I don't really know why, but I just always have. And, but now it's even more so because when people, are in that situation in the United States and so now I kind of know what they feel like and when they're just confused they're scared they don't know what's right they don't know how to act ap appropriately in the culture and you feel extremely isolated and it's a pretty terrible feeling and so I, again I do not I want you to hear me Clearly, when I say this, I do not understand the experience 
of an immigrant or of somebody immigrating to the United States. I do not. I have no idea what that's like. Because me, even though I'm in a similar situation here, it's very different because I have a place to go home to. I could leave tomorrow if I needed to. And so I don't know what that's like to immigrate to the United States from and having to leave your home. I, I don't know what that's like. And so I'm not saying that I understand the experience of an immigrant, but I am saying that I have had a taste of it. And it's raised my understanding of it. And I understand it a little bit more. And it's really hard. Um, and so, and a lot of time, and so I, I was kind of looking at myself from like an outsider's point of view. When I'm not talking, I'm not really, at first I was trying to be personable and trying to smile and do my best. But then when people kind of get pissed at you, that just goes out the door. And so I'm sure I seemed kind of standoffish or like I didn't want to be there. I seemed like I didn't want to be involved. I'm, I'm sure that's probably what I looked like. I'm, I'm sure I looked like I was intentionally not helping. But it couldn't be, that couldn't be farther from the truth. And so... It, it it showed me that if somebody's in that position in the United States, most likely they're just trying their best. And so if you know any immigrants, if you know anybody, if you meet people on the street, like give them the time of day because their life is so hard. And they have to deal with so many things that you don't have to deal with. Um, and so hear me saying that as somebody who's, I don't, wanna, I don't know if I technically have immigrated here, but I've moved to a foreign country and have been working. Hear me when I say that on the outside, I probably don't look the best, but I am trying so hard. And so when you see somebody who doesn't look the best, they're probably trying their hardest and they're probably trying to make it work, but they have to deal with those the feelings of isolation. They have to deal with not knowing what's going on, not being able to understand their coworkers, not being able to understand their boss, not knowing what the end goal is, not knowing where they are, not knowing their surroundings. It's so difficult being in a place where I don't know. Like there's places 500 yards away from my house that I've never seen before. And so that's a really difficult thing to deal with of not knowing my surroundings uh because like if i turn left instead of turning right i have no idea what's over there and that's really difficult like if you grew up in your hometown and you still live there and or in a place near your hometown you take it for granted how much you know the area i could literally walk 500 yards less in an opposite direction and i'm in uncharted territory I have no idea what's over there. And it's a pretty scary feeling to not know what's outside your door. And so 
the things that people who immigrate to different countries have, that they the stuff that they have to deal with is a lot. And so I I and I've said this a bunch, but if you if you meet somebody, if you even just have such a tiny experience with somebody who you know is has immigrated to the United States, be accommodating. Be as accommodating as possible. Even if it's just a smile, just saying hello, if somebody asks if, or even just a tourist, you're in New York City and there's a tourist and they ask you for directions. Stop and give them direction. Because it's so scary to be in a new place. Like, don't get pissed at them. They're just like you. They are, they are you. Like, there's no difference between the immigrant and you. We're all the same. And we all have the same heart, the same mind, our same desires. We're all humans. And so that person who you look at as other and on the outside, he is you. She is you. He is you. Like we're, I think when we when we label people as being outside and being other, it it brings a lot of trouble. And so, try your best. I hope try your best to just be accommodating, be nice, because it it would it it would help them a lot. Like if the people if I was working with, if they just gave me a smile, it would have made all the difference. But when they get mad at you for not understanding, and when you're trying your best, like it's different if I was being a bum and not trying. That's different. But when you're trying your best and then somebody gets mad at you for not understanding them immediately, it's per- it's terrible. And it's like, the th- it got me so mad because I thought, I was like, these people, they have no idea what I deal with. They have no idea how hard I try. They have no idea what I've left behind to be here right now. They have no idea what I've done to be here in this moment, helping them set up for something and helping them and being at a school with these children. They have no idea what it's like. And for them to get mad at the, mad at me for for trying my best is really frustrating. And so I promise you, the people who have immigrated to the United States who might not look like they're doing their best, they are trying so hard. And it's so difficult. And you have no idea the stuff that they've gone through, the stuff that they've sacrificed to be where they are right now, why they're doing it. It's crazy. And so just give people the time of day. It's, yeah, I hope I'm not talking in circles, but it's just, I'm. I'm aware of a lot more now, and I'm really grateful for it. And so, that's uh, that's what happened. So I, that's I had that experience, and uh, I learned a lot from it. And so, oh shoot, I got to give you guys a song. Uh, and this isn't just some random song. This I, uh, keep it simple by Xavier Rudd. Xavier with an X, Rudd. Did I say axe or X? Xavier with an X. That'd be cool if it was Xavier. No, it wouldn't. That'd be stupid. Uh, but yeah, so that's what it is. Xavier Rudd, Keep It Simple. Mad good. One of the lyrics in the song is, Keep the vibe in the tribe and keep the message alive. Something like that. Uh, and it's so good. 
he Xavier Rudd had one of my favorite one of my favorite songs for a while. It was called The Mother, and I would listen to that song all the time before going surfing. It would just get me pumped up to be in Mother Nature. And so this song, Keep It Simple, all about keeping it simple, baby. It's one of those songs where you're just like, oh, this makes me feel good. You feel like a like a chilled out dude who 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 takes thirty minutes a day to be barefoot and stand with uh his feet on the grass. So he can connect with the electricity of the earth. That's what you feel like when you listen to Xavier Rudd. You feel like somebody who would do that. I've heard people say that, and they say it's a good thing to connect to the earth. And it sounds pretty woo-woo, but, I mean, it feels good to have your shoes off. So maybe you should take your shoes off a little bit more. But you can't do that if you're, it's in the winter. You can't do that in New York in the winter. Uh, but just go to the beach more during the summer. Soak up, soak up the electricity from the earth. And so that's what you're going to want to do. So beware, my friends. And when you listen to this song, please do, because it's a great song. It makes me feel so good. And you just get lost in it. Listen to this song, but beware. Disclaimer, you might want to take your shoes off and stand in the grass. You can connect with the electricity that comes from the earth, that comes from Mother Nature. You might want to get grounded. You might <laughs> might happen. Might happen, my friends. And uh, and that's it. That's it for the podcast. Xavier Rudd. Keep it simple. And just remember, keep it simple. That's what I'm learning too. It's crazy. I feel like a lot more open person, and I feel like I've learned a lot about different cultures. I've learned a lot about how to be, and about there's a lot of different ways to do it, baby. And you know what? All right, I'm going to squeeze this in. You know what I've learned is like when somebody dresses differently than you or looks differently or is wearing weird shoes, who gives a crap? That person probably just likes those shoes and likes those pants because I got these pants here and they're kind of like capris, but they're tie pants. And I'm definitely going to wear those pants in the United States because I like them. And I know that I'm going to look like a weirdo. But I know that it's just because I like the pants, and so I'm going to wear them. Because in the past, I would look at people, if they were wearing weird stuff, and be like, oh, that guy's stupid. He's wearing such uh, lame pants or stupid shoes. Why is that weirdo wearing that hat? Like, why is he wearing that stupid hat? Or why is he wearing a suit but with a backpack that's not even vinyl? And then I would just get mad at it, and you just judge people. Who cares? Who cares? Like, if you see, when next time you go to a bar, you see somebody dressed weird, it's because they just like those clothes, and it has nothing to do with you. And they just they just like those clothes, so let the people be. Let the people be them. Just be yourself. That's, what I, that's one of the things I learned. Like, there's a lot of different things, and I, I'm a pretty weird guy. I do some weird things, and so I wouldn't want people to judge me on the th- weird things that I do. Like, I, I go, something that I look forward to, I go for runs at nighttime, and then I go to the gas station, and I sit at the bench, and I eat chips and a coconut water. And I think I look like a, a pretty big weirdo because I just sit at the gas station on a bench. And it's just something that I enjoy. And so I wouldn't want people to be like, dude, what's this weird guy sitting here for? It's because I like sitting here, all right? And with my pants and with my fanny pack. I want, want people to be like, yo, why is this idiot wearing these those weird pants? What a loser. No. 
I'm, I might be a loser, but if you think I'm a loser because of the way I dress, screw you. And you have a, you have a very simple mind. I think it's very uh, unsophisticated to judge people off the way they look. And I used to do that a lot. And I think I'm a little bit more of a sophisticated person now uh, than I have in the past. And so I'm saying these things because in the past, I used to really suck. I still suck, but I suck less. And I'm, I think I'm sucking less every day. And that's my favorite thing about life is learning how to suck less. That's a podcast, baby. Much love. Till next time.